0: Here we go with another story of a nutty criminal. Hopefully, we can all learn something from it. Welcome to My Take. Well, it's not My Take. It's Miguel Crespo's Take. Whatever. For inspiration to go. Welcome to My Take. Pastor Crespo here. My Take is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. That is the term I like to use. It's describing a life lived without faith in Jesus it's it's a desert of negativity and despair. Folks, I want to welcome you to My Take. We're in transition. We, are we have changed the name of the podcast from Minute Church with Miguel Crespo to My Take with Miguel Crespo. Again, if you're just catching on to the podcast, there's a reason for that. If you go to the different uh, social media apps that I'm a part of, you'll see that there are two things that I'm actually doing. One is a 60-second Bible blurb, and that is now what's titled, Now That's Minute Church. It's less than 60 60 seconds where I share a Bible verse and just try to share uh, something to make it easier to understand. That's now Minute Church. This is my take. It's a podcast for when you're driving to, from work, when you're hanging around the house doing something to give you something to think about, something encouraging. We like to have fun on this podcast. Christians, like to have fun, but the type of fun that we like to have is the fun that you don't have to regret in the morning. All right. So this is what my take, this is the podcast. I want to welcome you to it. Also, let me encourage you to like, subscribe, share. Is there anybody that you know that could use some encouragement, someone that could use maybe a a good chuckle, share my take with them. And, uh, just for the sake of putting out, uh, uh, Contact email if you want to let me know what you think about the podcast, you have any questions, anything like that, mytakemc at gmail.com, mytakemc at gmail.com. All right, let's get into this. Here's another story to add to the book of stupid criminals. That's right. I remember watching one of these shows once where they were highlighting the craziest things that criminals do and this was this is not what this is about but it just reminded me of it so i'm going to tell you about it this was a traffic stop so this law enforcement officer is is at a roadblock they or they pulled they pulled over someone suspected of drunk driving and of course you've got the camera on the chest of the officer you also have the camera at on the front of the uh police vehicle so they captured the whole thing and this person is just doing horrible at the sobriety test. He can't walk a straight line. He can barely put two words together without slurring. And he's kind of swaying from side to side like this. And the officer is uh, looking at him and he's saying, are you, um, you're having difficulty. Are you okay? And you could tell that he's being a little sarcastic. He's just trying to, to you know, see where this guy, uh, what he's going to do. And finally, the police officer uh, says, sir. Have you been drinking? And this this obviously drunk person says, "Um, I have not been drinking." And he says, "Sir, are you drunk?" The 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 individual standing there, the civilian standing there is kind of bobbing from side to side and all of a sudden he picks up one of those orange traffic cones. Picks it up, holds it up to his mouth like a megaphone and he says, to the question as to whether or not he was drunk well obviously he was drunk and so they they took him away for the evening at least here's one that um you know i think i i, I did another one of these podcasts some time ago in terms of you know in the category in the category of stupid criminals things that they do if i get more of these stories i think i might do like you know an awards top top 10 and and rate them all the way number to number one because this one here this is just this is just. <laughs> wait until you hear this. Okay, so the Rockland County Sheriff Department in Georgia, on their Facebook page, they put something that was uh their top ten of the most wanted fugitives in Rockland County. So this is obviously it's a public service announcement. It's a way to try and engage the community to let them know who their who is on their top ten of the most wanted fugitives and. Maybe, who knows, maybe you could get some help and in, in it, trying to apprehend them. Well, a certain individual who shall not be named, you know, we live in a society today where you can do something and people will, will get mad at you or sue you for anything. Uh, a certain individual who shall not be named, let's just call him John Doe. John Doe is on the Rockland County Sheriff's Department's Facebook page. And he sees the top 10 most wanted fugitives. And this guy, this guy decides that he uh, wants to send a message, and he's, and here's a here's a a a nondescript picture of John Doe. John Doe is here, and this is a clip from the Facebook page of the Rockland County Sheriff's Department. His response to the top ten of the most Wanted for Rockland County. he says, "Hey, how about me?" <laughs> with his own Facebook page, okay He has his Facebook page. Facebook has everything about, they know everything about you. They know where you live. They know your email. They know everything. Rockland County Sheriff's Office, when they got it, looked it up, and their response was, you are correct. You have two warrants. We are on the way. And sure enough, they showed up at this gentleman's home and gave him his comeuppance and took him to jail. He had two felony warrants, and he had skipped probation. (laughs) <laughs> what do you say? Look, um, <laughs> is is it is it wrong, is it wrong to give advice to lawbreakers? I, I'm just wondering. I I think if I if I were to give advice to someone who is a fugitive, is that being a good Christian or a bad Christian? I, I don't know. I mean, because on the one hand, you feel pity. On the other hand, you're like, good. <laughs> you get what you got coming. But I just feel so bad. I mean, look, obviously, he he was, he, the guy had to have been drunk, right? Come on. Because if he was not drinking and did this in his full, sober, right mind, dude, you got some serious issues. All right. But I'm gonna give you some advice in the in under the banner of Christian love. All right. I don't, I'm not that we're condoning law breaking. Uh, As a matter of fact, the first piece of advice of advice I'm gonna give you is hey man, don't break the law. Obey the law. You save yourself a whole bunch of trouble. You're gonna spend Christmas in jail today, this this year, my friend, at least. So, first piece of advice: don't break the law. Follow the rules. Second piece of advice, if you're breaking the law, and you're currently under the nose of the long arm of the law, stay under it. Why would you pop your head up like one of those little uh, whack a the at the carnival tempting, daring somebody to do something about you? You're like, hey, you didn't get me. What about me? Well, guess what? They got you. Tempting law enforcement is not a good idea. That's my criminal tip for today on our podcast, which is a Christian podcast, and I hope I don't have my minister license pulled over this. But, <laughs> okay, so so let's get to the inspiration part here. Well, how can we find inspiration in this? I want to—this kind of leads me into the subject of what happens when you tempt authority. What happens when you're pressing, tempting, daring authority to do something? There are plenty of stories in the Bible of this happening. I'm in the middle of reading one right now in the book of Genesis. So let me tell you about it. In the book of Genesis, I'm reading where Moses was sent, but he, he, was, he grew up in Egypt. He left Egypt and was in the desert for 40 years, uh, tending sheep. He got married, had a, had a wife. The man's 80 years old now. The Bible says that God called Moses at 80-something years old. He goes to Egypt and stands before Pharaoh, and he says, God, God is saying, let my people go. And initially the request was, let my people go so that they can go into the desert and worship me. What was Pharaoh's response? Pharaoh's response was, who is your God? Now you got to read between the lines. Genesis chapter 5 if you have a Bible if you don't you need to get one. Uh email me I'll send you one. But in Genesis chapter 5 what we're reading is this that Moses is standing before Pharaoh and you got to know the background. Pharaoh was he saw himself as a god. Pharaoh was a god amongst many gods. But imagine Moses representing a bunch of slaves who had been slaves for 400 years. And he says, my God is asking you to set to set us free and let us go. And Pharaoh's like, well, you, your God, you mean the God of the slaves? The, 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 the God of our slaves is telling me, a God, what to do? I don't know your God. And furthermore, I'm not letting your people go. And to add insult to injury, he made their workload even harder as a result of that exchange. Now, what happened to Pharaoh? You got to read the story. Pharaoh was not only defying Moses, which that's, he's just a man. But when Pharaoh said, who's the Lord? The God of the slaves is nothing compared to me. You guys belong to us. So your God belongs to us too. We're superior to you. We are superior to your God too. And so, Then comes the story. If you've ever heard of the story of the 10 plagues of Egypt, this is where it began. You see, Pharaoh, daring God, tempting God, testing God, led to some very disastrous results for his people. Tempting authority is a bad idea. And Pharaoh lost big time. He lost his nation. He lost his Firstborn, he also lost his life at the Red Sea. Why am I sharing this? And how can this be inspirational? Well, it is inspirational if you're a slave under the thumb of Egypt. If you find yourself on the losing end of things, have you ever had an experience where it just seems that, you know, you know, you try to do right, you try to live right, you try to behave right, but it seems that the people that get ahead and seem to be doing well are the ones that are that are doing wrong. Or don't care, or the very values that you have, they flout them, they don't care about them, but yet they seem to continue to succeed. Have you ever felt like, look, I'm trying, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to to live right, treat people right. But why is it that those people that treat people wrong and and are they're doing things that aren't right, that they're getting ahead? Well, I need to share with you that God sees and God is patient. Let me share a Bible verse with you. 2 Peter 3, 9, for those of you, again, if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to look this up. But it says this, The Lord is not slow concerning his promise, as some count slowness, but he is long-suffering toward us. That means patient. Not purposing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now here's a verse, and it may not seem related, but let me explain the verse. The verse is saying this about God, that some people look at God and it's and they they almost are tempted to disrespect god they're they're tempted to look past god why because all these things that god said he's going to do he doesn't do you know the people who live contrary to his principles contrary to his rules they get away with it they do whatever they want nothing bad ever happens it seems and and the question is well maybe because nothing happens maybe it's because there is no god maybe all this is just a, a, a something made up by some lunatics way back along the way. But the Bible says that the Lord is not slow concerning His promise. He's not. It may seem like He's being slow, but He's not. He is patient, and He is doing it for a reason. Why? Because in the end, He doesn't want anyone to perish. The idea being is that He is waiting, 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 pleading, 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 reaching, reaching, reaching in the hopes that He can... He can save as many people as he can. But the inference here, and if you read the text, you see that his patience will not always last forever. There will come a time when God will respond to those who dare him, tempt him, those who push against him. Now, how is that good news? How is that inspirational? Well, it I, I, I grant you, it's not inspirational if you're the one tempting God. It's not inspir- inspirational if you're the one pushing, if you're the one just... Pressing, saying, who is the Lord? This stuff isn't true. He's not done anything. He never will. But it is inspirational if you find yourself on the other end of that. You're the one that's trying to do the right thing. You're the one that's trying to play by the rules, trying to work hard. You're trying to live by certain values and principles, and it seems that you just can't make it. So You just can't get ahead. Someone may be mistreating you, oppressing you. It could be a person. It could be a job. It could be a government. And you say to yourself, when is this going to end? Well, my friend, I want to tell you that the Bible is very clear on this subject, and it tells us that yes, it may seem that that justice may be delayed, but justice will come nonetheless. Right now, my friend, if you find yourself feeling like those slaves in Egypt, that they were under the thumb of the 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 ruling authority, and no matter what they did, they couldn't get ahead, and it seemed like they were just above everything, and winning and never losing, friend, I want to let you know that there will come a time where God's going to do what needs to be done, and you will be set free. God will remember your situation. But you got to hang on. You got to keep hoping. You got to keep trusting. That's my take. I'm Pastor Crespo, and that to (laughs) Inspiration2Go.